Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. Hey, welcome to episode 39. Don't be stupid. <laughs> of the second it's for everyone podcast it's gonna be a challenge for some folks it's gonna be difficult ah uh, so making making shows every week or nearly every week as possible depends on our schedule we have to come up with new show titles based on and i try to base it around second amendment and i figure i can't name too many shows <laughs> titles with the word liar in it talking about second amendment politicians and the media so uh this week is is don't be stupid and, and it's going to be talking about a lot of different things that are happening that are stupid but oh, yeah let's go uh talking about something that was fun today and what happened today is the minuteman challenge at fort dix the semi-auto open which, which means it's open to all semi-automatic rifles. And Angelo Yacone, last year's champion. Angelo Yacone showing why he is the 2017 Minuteman Challenge champion today in an explosive display. Chip Skill dominated his competitors in a decisive victory where he took home not one, but both Chip's from today's event, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and as you people that still have speakers can tell, Sean is not in the house worrying about waking up his children. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yes, that's right. Angelo killed it today. Simply slayed, sir. Simply slayed. It was awesome. Uh, Angelo uh, continue, continues to show that what you have to do is have the marksmanship fundamentals locked down and be consistent with them and you will win. No tricks, no high speed. Well, actually he did have a high piece of high speed gear on his Ruger 1022. What did he have on that Ruger 1022, Sean, that really made uh, reloads quick and easy? Uh, it was almost like cheat mode on a video game, but he was using the Matador Arms Express mag release for the 1022. That's right. Every time he went to drop the mag, it fell free. It was like pressing up, up, left, left, right, left, right, left, right. Come on, man. Whatever. Anyway, it was really awesome, man, watching him work. Uh, Ray, what's Ray's last name? Ray DeJour. Ray like DeJour. Ray DeJour also was running uh, a Ruger 1022, but he had the stock mag release, and uh, Ray was fighting. Sadly, Ray did not have the Matador Arms Express mag release. How close? And did was destroyed. How close did they come to actually purchasing the 1022 mag release from Matador Arms? Uh, he had it in his hands. <laughs> the last time I brought him out to the event. He had one in his hands and was like, mm, I don't know. I think I'll wait until next time. Mm -hmm. And they sold out, and now he doesn't have one. And he called me three days before the championship – or, excuse me, three days before the event. and said, Sean, can, can I get one of those, like, rush delivery? And I went, no, I'm sorry. They're sold out. 
Yep. I mean, and I know some people out there may say, hey, you guys are shields from Matador Arms. Yeah. Yep, okay. Because they make awesome stuff. <laughs> yep. Matador Arms totally kick butt. They're awesome. Their products are awesome. The people that own the company are awesome. Uh, their son is awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> uh, I might have had another cup of coffee on the way back after the event. All right. I thought it was that super sweet Chinese tea we had. I didn't have any of that. Oh, me neither. I was scared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was scared it'll kick the diabetes into overdrive and I'd actually go blind. All right, cool. So that's what happened today. Um, what? Yeah, and here, here's the thing. Again, like, like you said earlier, it's all about fundamentals, right? Angelo at no point today really screamed ahead of anybody else. It's not like he was putting up decisively better times across any one event where it was like, wow, he just really smoked everybody. He's kind of slow and steady wins the race as far as as far as the Minuteman Challenge goes. He puts up very consistent times. Everything is within, you know, half a second of the rest of his scores, but they're good. Other guys will put up a great time and then a terrible time and then a mediocre time. Like, so the other part of it is it's all about averages, right? Yep. Because that, that second chip goes to whoever has the overall best time. So if you put up a blistering speed and then – you're you totally botched the drill the other two times you're not it's not going to help you um because angelo is just clean and consistent straight through and uh, there you go i mean my whole thing is it's a fun event come out check it out a lot of guys go well what's the big deal i'm like we use re factor tactical targets oh i saw those those are like three inches how far do you shoot 15 yards anybody can do that well come out until Come I, on out and show me. Until I see you, you're just another jerk on the internet talking smack. Until you have your Spartacus moment, Chief. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, what else did I do? Oh, broke out the CZ455 Ultra Lux. Took that to the range. Well, actually, Ultra Lux. It's the Ultra Lux. Um, <laughs> Tony's bougie gun. It is my bougie gun. Uh, if you guys don't know what it is, it's a CZ rifle, 22, like super duper Uber trainer, Mauser action coolness. Anyway, I'll be talking bolt about action. bolt action 22 yeah. with all the bells and whistles. Uh, did that, um, use the Labor Day sale to actually, uh, purchase, um, Pretty much an entire AR from <laughs> from uh, Palmetto State Armory, and uh, gonna put that together and you know put it together, snap it together, whatever you want to call it. Right, play play AR Legos. Whatever, everybody knows. The upper's done. Yeah, upper's already done. You put together the lower, snap together the lower, and, and click it together, and you have gun. Um, about to do that. Uh huh. Because the price is right, uh, the price was awesome, and you'll see stuff in the future. And I'll leave it at that. What are you? Uh, what are you using for a lower? Palmetto State uh, lower. Oh, okay. I got it years ago. Um, pretty much in 2012, I think, or 2013. Wow. Yeah, I hold on to stuff. If you don't know, if you didn't see my post about the triggers that I bought 2015 <laughs> to put in. 
So I'm going to combine those and uh, have this rifle and do some reviews on it and get people to touch it and shoot it and, and do a lot of things. We're making big moves. Get people to touch it. Yes, sir. We're making big moves with diversity shoot. We're trying to get different things done as we grow. Um, so that's what I did in guns. Yeah, the Palmetto State thing. That, yep, cool. That's what I did. What did you do, Sean? Uh, this week was testing for level one at Marshall Guncraft. Um, and that was pretty cool. Mike and I are hammering out the kinks as, as far as that goes. There's a couple of things we're going to change. We had a written test. We had a skills test. Um, everybody did really well. Everybody passed, which is kind of what we expected. And then we kind of went over some things that obviously, like when you test people on stuff, you can see where maybe they missed the lesson or, uh, you know, you can make little tweaks, right? Expected, but we're going to go back and refresh some stuff and, and tighten some things up that we think need a little bit of work. So, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty neat. Um, that's moving right along and we're looking at getting all the curriculum locked down so this can be marketed to other schools if they want to use it. Awesome. Yeah, people don't get it. Um, you have to practice with your stuff to be good with your stuff. Uh, I guess, and, and I'm talking not only armed citizens, I'm talking about people that use a firearm in their profession. A lot of them think when the crunch time, when, it, when it's go time, miraculously, they'll be able to perform like they need to be. And that's not true at all. I'm not saying you might not win. I'm saying it might not be pretty when you win. A uh, bad guy might not be the only one bleeding when you win. Listen, yeah, and I think that's really the thing is there's degrees of winning. So win well is really what we're trying to set you up for. Yep. And, 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 and people go, oh, you guys are using fear. Well, if you're taking martial gun craft, you understand that there is a threat and you want to get better at defending yourself against said threat. So you already understand that bad people are out there and you sometimes have to use force or the threat of force to stop them from doing bad things. Why not get good at it? Here's the other part of that is we're actually reducing fear in that class because um, two folks that are taking it when they, you know, when, when I went around the room and I asked, okay, why is everybody interested in this? Two people told me, well, I'm kind of afraid of guns. And I don't really know much about it. So this is a way for me to kind of ease into it without having to go to the range where it's noisy. And I really think that's going to be too much. But this is a way for me to ease into it and figure some stuff out. Because we're not doing live fire right out of the gate. We're doing uh, basically dry fire training with the CERT laser training pistols. So it's a lot less threatening. It's a lot less frightening. Um, and it's it's in a more relaxed kind of environment because you don't have the headphones and the glasses and the, you know, the, the RSOs and other people they're shooting and, and all the noise and reverberation that goes along with, you know, live fire in an indoor range or even at an outdoor range, it can get pretty noisy too. Um, so we're, we're removing all those layers and, and helping people build confidence. And then when they go and actually do live fire, they're a lot more comfortable with it because we've we've isolated some of those things and it's not you know 10 new things that you've never experienced it's three new things that you've never experienced cool you know all right. it's it's been it's been beneficial awesome all right we're gonna uh step off now come right back with legislation that was gonna be short 
and then stuff happened this week. All right, so talk to you in a couple days. Bye. Matador Arms is one of our sponsors, and they make great products for the SKS, the AR, and the Ruger 1022. I've been enjoying my SKS installed in their Sabretooth Mark II chassis, but at the end of the year, I'm returning it to its original configuration so I can compete in a historical firearms competition. That's the great thing about their chassis. You don't have to make permanent changes to your SKS. They make high quality accessories for your firearms that won't break the bank. If you wanna check out what they make, you can visit their website. And if you wanna purchase something, you can go to blackbagresources.com and pick it up there. Thanks for your time and check out matadorarms.com. We are on the legislative part of episode 39, Don't Be Stupid. And uh, we're talking about legislation. We're talking about primaries. This is the last primaries coming up on September 11th. New York and New Hampshire have their primaries. And on September 12th, Rhode Island has its primary. Um, hey, guys, New York, especially pay attention. Right now, you're going to be picking who's running against Cuomo. You know, the guy who said America was never really that great. Yeah, that idiot. Um, of course, the guy's really seriously anti-2A. Not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm just telling you what's going on and what's at, at risk. You need to find out who's pro-2A and vote for that person and get your friends to vote for that person. Very few people vote during the primaries. This is when you can make those moves if you're pro-gun. Get active on social media, talk to your people, and make this happen. Because if you don't, you have four more years of a dude that snuck anti-gun legislation through in the middle of in the middle of the night that was so bad. They didn't exempt the police and they didn't exempt Hollywood from their fake seven-round magazine limitations. And then they had to go back in the next day and fix their own screw up. Sorry. Hey, pay attention. Well, you'll be sorry. And this is coming from Somebody in New Jersey, we're your neighbors. We're telling you it's going to get worse if he wins. But that's what's going on with that legislation. Got anything to say about that, Sean? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't want to hear what I can say about Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo, his dad, and this is only for dudes that are old enough, ran, because he was the governor too of New York, uh, talking about how is and how his father came from Italy and made a difference and why he came to America. His whole platform was about being a proud American and proud of what you can accomplish in America. And then here comes his son saying stupid stuff. Ugh, makes me sick. Name of this episode is Don't Be Stupid. And I'm just telling people, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Uh, this is still legislation. Speaking of stupid, Cory Booker this week doing the oh boy. <laughs> Senate confirmation hearings for Judge Kavanaugh. It was showtime at the Apollo. Everybody had to show out and pretty much practice and give themselves uh, sound clips for their reelection campaign 
or in Cory Booker's uh, uh, <laughs> case, try to set himself up to run for president in the next election by by looking like he's doing something. And he just said some distorted thing about Spartacus. And this is as close as he'll come to a Spartacus moment by releasing uh, documents that were supposed to be held confidential and not be released. But everyone, including him, knew they were no longer confidential. But that didn't stop him from pretending they were and pretending he was a rebel and then backing down. But now he's pretending he was a rebel again, ready to break the rules. It's it's embarrassing. And I know a lot of people go, you know, I, I'm not a party loyalist. I don't believe in any political party. I believe you look at all of them and make them prove themselves every election cycle. Oh, yeah. Every election cycle, no matter the party. Was a fan of Cory Booker when he first got elected because he was saying the right things. And I'm talking about when he first got elected as the mayor of Newark because he got rid of an entrenched dirtbag that was everything that was wrong with politics on the city level in New Jersey. Sharp James was one of those old school 1970s, 1980s scumbag mayors that you hear about that was in power for like 25 years. Everything about him was dirty. He ran his campaign, I think, from a jail cell. Well, he yep. eventually ended up in one. And Cory Booker won and did some really cool things and said some really cool things. Like We were talking about that earlier today. Talk about the one that he said uh -huh. that disappeared that no one will ever find. Look it up on YouTube. I double dog dare you. If you can find Cory Booker talking about the study he himself did of the first year of shootings in Newark, New Jersey. He said the entire year, only one legally obtained firearm was used in a crime by its owner. And that owner was a corrections officer that shot her husband. He did that on a local cable access news show. And the next day, he, oh, and he also said, the problem in Newark is not legally owned guns and legal gun owners. I saw it myself. I saw the interview. You will never find it again. And right after that, he jumped on the mayor against guns bandwagon and goes all out to ban firearms. Yes, I've contacted Booker. I've written Booker and I've got his lies sent back to me in email. The guy used to continually say things that made sense. And then, you know, that phone rang somewhere. He got a phone call. And he would turn 180 degrees against what he already said. That dude has bought into party politics. He's bought and sold. Well, no, yeah, the party politics yeah. bought him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done. He's done. He's no longer, he can no longer be useful. <laughs> he's, he's done. Um, but that's what I'm telling you guys. Learn about these people. See what they're doing and see what they're saying. Don't be stupid. Don't buy into what they're saying right now. Look into what they've said and what they've done. This guy will be running for president. He will be in Iowa. He will be doing this. And you'll have to know <laughs> the rest of the story as it goes. Uh, we told you people in Jersey online in the gun community tell you what a scumbag Chris Christie was when he ran. And there were so many people that loved Chris Christie because he was so outspoken. And we were like, it's a front. He's barely a Republican. 
He's not conservative at all, and he doesn't support your gun rights. And enough people listen to Chris Christie did horribly on the national level running for president. Yeah. But you have to listen to people that are there. I'm not partisan. I don't trust either party. And you shouldn't either. Look at everyone with a jaundiced eye. Just saying. Don't sell yourself out to a party because the party is not there for you. The party is there for them themselves here's the other thing you need a a longer than three minute attention span because what they say three days from now will not line up with what they say today Mm -hmm. the story changes you know the spin doctoring takes over all of this stuff and realistically they know very well that americans won't pay attention for over a year they depend on it and they can say whatever they want now yeah, they're they're counting on it. Uh, and and most recently, just as an example, this gas tax, right? There's another four and a half percent that's going to hit New Jersey on the on the gas tax, and everybody's getting mad at Governor Murphy for it. And I'm going, yeah, guys, there's plenty to hate Governor Murphy for, but the gas tax isn't his fault. That was passed over a year ago, the last time around. And I told you guys back then that this is going to come back to haunt you because in the the last gas tax increase, there was a caveat that if they didn't raise X amount of dollars, a second increase would be coming to make up that difference. Well, they set that that ceiling so high that there was no way they were going to possibly reach that number. So, of course, the tax was going to go up again. And it's all part of that one passed long ago under a different governor. Yeah, looking at you, Chris Christie, uh, and it's really not Phil Murphy's fault this time around. But you have to pay attention. You have to remember things more than a year ago. Otherwise, you're just ranting and raving. Mm-hmm. And my it. thing is, don't, so be, don't be stupid. stupid. And I'm also talking about don't buy okay. hey, NRA, NRAILA, has helped the diversity shoot out, has been a partner helping us out a lot. Don't buy into everything they're dishing out to you. Oh, you should despise this. You should hate that. You should look into stuff. If they bring something up, look into it. Just don't let that be your only news source. All right? Because they want to get an emotion out of you, too. They want to get donations from you. They want you to use their stuff because NRA, NRA, ILA is all a business, and you're their customer, and you're their source of income. But just don't be a knee-jerk person. They say something, look further into it. Because all communication is manipulation. Well, again, you know, just in New Jersey, didn't Steve Sweeney used to have an A rating exactly. from the NRA? Exactly. Uh, and this guy is very right. opportunistic. He's, he's one of those stereotypical uh, Jersey politicians that are all the bad things you say. He'll say whatever it takes to get elected or reelected. And he's a scumbag. But he had an A rating for the NRA. And it didn't take much to look into what he was really about. We have computers in our hands. And any other time, that would be a supercomputer. 20 years ago, it would be amazing to have this much power in your hand. It's the combined intelligence of mankind. You can look into it and find anything out. 
take a few minutes to see who you're voting for, see who your politician is, and just make wise use of what you have available. No matter what side of any argument you're on, at least learn all the facts. All right, we're going into gear whore. We're gonna talk about a really cool rifle coming up. Hey, welcome back to episode 39, Don't Be Stupid. We're talking gear whore, and we're talking about the CP455 Ultralux 22 bolt action rifle. Wow, that was a lot. Yeah, do you have like a whole Christmas story adventure to obtain that rifle? Yeah, it was really, really cool. <laughs> okay. What happened was I had a Ruger 10-22. I have a Ruger 10-22. A lot of fun. A lot of rifle. Um, I'm sorry. A Ruger 10-22? Yeah, yeah. At that time, when I came to the purchase of this, I had a Ruger 10-22 rifle. Uh, and... Uh, Les Schaefer actually changed that and donate one to 2A4E, but that was after this. I was mm-hmm. going to go buy 22 breakdown, uh, 10, Ruger 10 22 breakdown. So I went to Tanner's, my favorite uh, PA located gun shop, and I was going to pick one up. And they had a CZ 455 Ultralux, which is normally a MSRP, like almost $500 rifle uh the msrp is like 499 or something crazy like that uh 449 they had it for 299 yeah how do you say no to that <laughs> i'm like <clears throat> it's 150 dollars off msrp why very simple oh man uh, very simple can you The heck was that? Remember the guy I told you about from the NRA speech? Uh, the black guy? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was him calling. Whoops. <laughs> you did weird things to your phone. All right, so anyway. Oh, yeah, anyway, hopefully I can edit that out. And if not, you guys are hear something really weird. Um. Anyway, reason I got it is because it's one of those legacy firearms. It's one of those guns that you'll have that look awesome. It's all wood. It has like a 28.6-inch barrel, tangent rear sights, um, elevation and everything on it. It is pretty much the the top-of-the-line CZ bolt-action iron-sighted rifle you can buy. Um, One of the most popular CZs out there was a 452. It's one of those legendary, hey, 452 top end. Well, this is CZ's newest version of it. Um, it has like a beat stock, a 10-round mag that it comes with. It also has some five-round mags, and you can swap out the barrel to like 17 HMR and different things like that. So it's just awesome. But it's built on like the whole Mauser bolt action thing. It has a cold hammer forged barrel, and it's very, very accurate. Front end is free floated. I mean, it's just the top of the line wooden old school looking rifle, and the thing shoots like a house on fire. So um, I took it out and just started shooting groups to see if the sights were on. 
because after shooting for a couple of years, I guess in and out of the bag, bouncing around, the front sight had become loose. And of course, there was no directions on how to actually get to the screw that tightens up the sight. So I ended up knocking my, taking my zero out <laughs> uh, when I adjust the front sight because it has some set screws in it. And then I tightened it back down. But it is tight. It shoots really tight groups. I just have to adjust it because it has windage on the rear sight and elevation on the rear sight. All right, so, so I just got for for the new folks, right? Because oh, we're we're throwing out some new terminology this week. We've talked about different sites and stuff before. I think this is the first time you've mentioned a tangent rear sight. Can you explain to the new shooters what that is? Um, dang, how do I? It's an open sight. It's uh, it's iron sights. I don't know what is tangent mean. Actually, <laughs> it's adjustable for windage and elevation. That's what that means? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that all sites? No. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Both windage and elevation are on one site. Correct. And it's, it's okay. adjustable for both. It's not, you know, like a buckhorn is, is adjustable for elevation, but you got to tap it for windage, which you're not going to do. Okay. That's adjustable in both directions. All right, cool. See, look at that. Um. It's a lot of fun to shoot because it's like a seven and a half pound right, 22 rifle, but it has like an adjustable trigger so you can adjust the pull weight, how hard it is to pull, how stiff that is, to something like ridiculous to the point like you can breathe on it and make it go bang, or at least it feels that way to me. It has like a two and a half pound or three pound trigger pull, which is really light. Um, and it's not really that long. It's not even a 14 inch long stock you know for length of pull so young kids might have a little trouble shooting it because you know their arms are shorter but older kids and adults and even um average size to tall women will not have a problem this is an adult size gun but it won't kick your butt it re looks really sleek it's fun to shoot but it is one of those guns that can be passed down and it'll keep that classic look. Like, you won't be sorry you have it or you bought it. So that's what I'm throwing out there, just letting you know what's going on. I think it's worth the money. I'm going to shoot it a lot. I'm going to do a written review on it, and I'm going to find out what loads shoot most accurately with it, or I shoot most accurately with it, and hopefully. I'm surprised you don't Sean have it figured out already. You, you've shot the crap out of that gun already. I shot it before only using the federal bolt pack or whatever I had, but I've never really written the results down and kept track of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and also I really want to slide into a apple seed shoot. Yeah. That would be awesome for that. Exactly. And apple seed shoot is um, an organization puts it on. You guys can check it out. Uh, Google apple seed uh, shoot. It's an organization that talks about American history. It's two day course. And it talks a lot about American history, how the country was founded during the early colonial years, you know, Paul Revere's ride, all of that, uh, the uh, Lexington, Concord. And then they go over the basics and fundamentals of marksmanship, and you can earn a patch called a rifleman's patch if you qualify. But what it really is, is a history class combined with a breakdown and fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. And I really want to take that class because 
it's pretty much as close as a civilian will get to go into grass week in Marine Corps boot camp. I mean, they break it down every way possible. It's designed for children and adults, so everyone can learn stuff from it. So that's what this is set up. And I really want to take a really accurate rifle to something like that. Ruger 1022s are used by almost everyone there. Um, that's the rifle for it because these are accurate. Many of these shoots take place at 25 yards, so you don't need to really step it out or need anything like a 5.56. But people bring everything. Every kind of gun there is they bring to these things. But I really want to bring something like this to it because it just seems like fun and it seems like an awesome fire. It is an awesome firearm for actual precision shooting. Uh, I think it's factory zeroed at 50 meters when you get it. And they send you a, uh, a picture, not a picture, a printout of what the group that gun shot looks like, which is awesome. So that was the minute, man. I mean, not the minute. Wow, that was Gear Whore. <laughs> and it's the CZ455 Ultra Lux. They have a whole 455 line. And go to czusa.com uh, and you can check out their products there. But this is like the high end awesomeness that they make. And I got lucky because I caught it on extreme sale <laughs> because it had been there for a long time and they wanted to get rid of it. Yep. Um, because in a world of 1022s, who wants to buy a gun that costs this much? Well, somebody who knows what they were looking at and snatched it up immediately. All right. We're going to come back with the Mad Minute and talk to you. you. Kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent. Huh? huh? <laughs> Dad joke. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. I'd like to take a minute to talk about High Point Firearms. I purchased my own High Point 40 Cal Smith & Wesson pistol and wrote a review about it on the firearmsinsider.tv. I stand behind every positive word I said in that review. High Point has supported the diversity shoot with swag, hats, t-shirts, and in the last year, carbines. They're an American company with a lifetime warranty on their products and a price that can't be beat. If you want a range gun, a truck gun, or an inexpensive self-defense firearm, you should look into High Point pistols and carbines. Boom, we're back. I can't know everything, so I just make it up as I go. Yeah, so stop being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 39. So uh, I had to look up what tangent site means. And I'm on uh, MarionWebster.com. And tangent site, it says a rear site for a firearm that has the graduation. Gradu wow. <laughs> wow. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> Graduations. 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 It has lines upon it. Corresponding to the tangents of the angles of elevation. And that is usually graduated to read in yards of range well the rear sight on this reads in meters and, and that's what it is and it also does have both it has elevation and windage on that site so that's what uh -huh. that's about aha uh -huh. but there's no spill so I, I guess the the part i wasn't i didn't state was that it's marked it has markings upon it it has marketed distances. 
It's got lines <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> All right, let's roll on to uh, the Mad Minute. And the Mad Minute this time is about Don't Be Stupid. And what I'm putting out this Don't Be Stupid is this. Oh, boy. <clears throat> when you <laughs> buy something, when someone purchases an item, especially a firearm, they run out and look for reviews on it. Some people look for a review before they buy something to determine what to buy. But many more people buy something and then look for reviews to justify their purchase. <laughs> they want everyone to tell them the thing they bought is the best thing ever. And that's fine. <laughs> but here's my thing. If you trash something, if someone comes and goes, hey, I just bought this new Taurus judge <clears throat> that shoots 410 shotgun shells because I want to defend my home with it. And I think all these rounds coming out of 410 shotgun will blow a hole uh, the size of a cannonball through a you know, home intruder. And you go, you're so stupid. That's a hot piece of garbage. Anybody that buys one is an idiot. And what is wrong with you? You're not offering constructive criticism. You're being, <laughs> you're being stupid. There are ways to say things. This is a, many of these people are new to firearms, especially almost anyone that thinks the Taurus judge is a good idea is probably new to firearms. They haven't shot it. They don't understand shooting, especially a shotgun, to see what the pattern is. It's, it's like a knot of things there that they can learn. But no one's going to listen to you and no one's going to go even look for more information if every time they bring it up, they're attacked. You might think you're in some little group of every, especially when everybody jumps on and go, yeah, yeah, you're right. That sucks. And, and you get in your little echo chamber of coolness, which really you're just being an a-hole. Um, you just turn somebody off. You just turn some dude or lady off that was asking for information from our community. What are you saying? We can't be a jerk? No, you can be a jerk, but understand, you're being stupid. You're not being a good example of anything. You're pretty much being the lowest common denominator of everything. You're that guy. Congratulations. And that's what you're being. So, yeah, there are companies out there like High Point, Taurus, and other manufacturers that get trashed continually online because of some quality control issues or sometimes it's just loud people and that's the it gun to crap on. Because you, one of those guys that bought one of the most common guns in existence in today's world, which is a Glock, and you somehow act as if you have a $3,000 hand-built piece of art, and you just have a plastic fantastic that costs them less than $100 to make, but you feel like you're in a cool guys club, so you can fling crap on everybody else. You're being stupid. We're trying to grow the community not shut the community down by having a bunch of bullies and trolls just jump all over people that are trying to learn more. Do what you want. But I'm going to point out that you're ignorant and you're a bad example. Now, if you're going to get mad, get mad. <laughs> I can live with it because I don't know you and I don't care. I'm just going ahead and put it out there. You're being a jerk. No one looks up to you. No one goes, hey, some guy cursed me out and told me I was a loser. And I went, Hmm. I thought on it really hard and went, hey, gee, that guy's right. I'm going to sell all of my stuff and buy a Sigma like he has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
because usually the loudmouth either doesn't know what he's talking about or is only echoing what he he heard his favorite trainer saying. So either he owns a Nighthawk custom because he's in love with Steve Fisher, but he can't explain the why behind it, or know that Steve Fisher says, you know, another good gun that you can buy this in 1911, a Springfield Range officer. How do I know this? Because I've spoken to Steve Fisher. I've contacted and communicated with Steve Fisher, and that's what he's told me. <laughs> so, I know, don't buy anything Springfield because it's all hot garbage, and they hate the Second Amendment. Again, don't be stupid. Springfield Armory has helped us out a lot. Now, if you don't ever want to own one of their products because of what they did, totally understand. But I know they gave us thousands of dollars worth of things that we've given away. So say what you want. Um, but my whole thing is you set an example. People look at what you say. It might not be now. It might be a year from now. They look at something you wrote online. Trashing some dude. You can either be a positive influence or a negative influence. It's you choose. But if you need your ego boosted by a bunch of dorks cheering you on as you trash somebody, that says more about you than any product. Just put it out there. Hopefully, I give you something to think about. And if you don't think if this doesn't apply to you, that's great. But if it does, understand you're not helping. You're not helping at all. Man, that was a long mad minute. I don't even want to know how long that took. Good Lord. <laughs> seven yeah, seven minutes. But it is what it is. Got anything to add to that show? There's so much to touch on that I think I'd better just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm giggling through the whole thing because I want to go after a line item by line item and just go, yeah. Like there's reasons that these products are out there. Some people thought they were a good idea. And then in practice, it doesn't work out the way they think it's going to work. And because of good marketing, other people buy that. That's not their fault, right? Mm -hmm. We've all fallen for something at some point in our lives and went, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then you put it to use and you're like, eh, this doesn't quite work the way I hoped it would. Maybe it's not such a hot product. And it fall, falls by the wayside or you get rid of it or you sell it or whatever. Um, there's no reason to be a jerk about it. Um, yeah, just, just a lot, a lot. And the sucky part is if you tr a lot of people don't take their guns out and shoot them like they should anyway. They don't run them like they should. They don't run them hard. But if it's just your defensive firearm, if you don't run it hard, that means it's not had hard use. It might work. But you really have to find out, does it work? Does it live up to the hype? You're putting a lot into a commercial or an ad you saw in a magazine, no matter who it's from. You're depending, you're betting your life that some ad person didn't lie to you. Or right. somebody on YouTube that got a gun for free didn't lie to you. So yes, as a consumer, you have to do your due diligence too. But as somebody who's in the gun community and a gun owner and wants the community to grow, crapping on someone doesn't help it. I mean, unless you're the well, type of person that someone calls you names and you go, you know what, I'm selling my gun because I want this anonymous one, two, three spree well to like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Um, the other thing is you mentioned, you know, your your favorite 
firearms instructor and you mentioned a couple of instructors but if your favorite firearms instructor is actually just some dude with a youtube channel take his opinion with a grain of salt right for a while there it was like everybody with a youtube channel wanted to be a gun channel at least you know the stuff that was coming through my feed and you know the people were out there talking about you know i'm an instructor and blah 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 and this is this is my second firearm now that i own and i'm like hold on (laughs) you know i've been doing this for a long time it's been six months now that oh what (laughs) yeah like yep so you gotta and some people aren't that forthcoming with the information they just say oh i've been doing a long time because they think six months is a long time you know no, you're, you're still new, buddy, but you want to put yourself out there as if you are an expert in the field. And, and, and I get it. Like, it's a cool thing. Everybody wants to jump on it and, and everybody feels they have something to offer. Um, but stay humble and, and learn that there's a lot more to learn. Take, right. that with a, take that with a grain of salt, that maybe the, the talking head you're listening to isn't actually an authority on the subject. All right, cool. We're going to come back with training concepts. We're right back. Talk to you. We're back. Episode 39, Don't Be Stupid, Training Concepts. <laughs> <clears throat> Got carried away when I was talking about the uh, CZ455 and really started talking about uh, fundamental training with Appleseed. And then when we started talking about don't be stupid and the advice you take from, especially people who call themselves trainers. In training concepts, I want to talk about what is training really. Well, it depends on what you want to do and what you want to learn to do. So who you should listen to. Sean and I, we teach, I like to think, the first two or three steps in the firearms ownership. At least three steps. One, yes. familiarization and, and safety training. That's the NRA courses or NRA-like courses. That, that first step into it, this is a firearm. These are the parts of a firearm, and these are the firearm safety rules. Yes, we, we've gone through training ourselves. We've gone through other training. We've gone through gun for hire. We've done other people's training. Um, we've taken stuff online. We've done various things, and we want to teach you the good end of a gun from the bad end of a gun. We want to teach you how to use those things. We want to teach you the features. We want to teach you how to shoot, and that there's a lot more you need to learn when you take a basic course. Then our next step in is running your particular gun when you finally buy a gun and finding out what's the purpose you bought that gun for. If you have a defensive pistol, shotgun, or rifle, we will teach you how to run your defensive pistol, shotgun, or rifle to the best of your ability at the skill level you're at. And we're also going to tell you and teach you how much more you need to learn, but give you a lot of basics that you can defend yourself with your said firearm. And then we go to the next level of not only introducing you to people that will help you train in force on force, but in different situations, like low light situations, we also have you hook up with people that will teach you how to stay. We, we try to make you an all around better firearms owner. And that's what we do. 
And then we can jump on the whole thing about the diversity shoot and making you a more responsible citizen with that firearm, that own, a responsible citizen that owns a firearm and fights for your rights to own said firearm. But what we do is multi-layered and, and we try to help you out. Everybody isn't like us and they don't have such a broader mission, I guess, than we say, which is introducing you safely into this community and helping you grow as we go into it. Some people do, some people don't, but we're pretty much friends or friendly with every student we have and have a continuing relationship with most of them. Would you say, Sean? Yeah, I don't know that there's anybody that has like totally walked away and just been like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're um, done. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny because they pop up in the strangest of places, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another thing. We want to be that that step you take to come into the community. And then when you go to the class of the regional or even bigger, like national level trainers, we're going to be that place to go. Yeah, I got trained by Sean and Tony, Black Bag Resources, Simon Says Train. We went through that whole thing. So I know you're good to go. I know you know how to operate a firearm. I know you're safe operator of firearms. That's I know you're not stupid. I know you're not stupid. <laughs> that's our goal for you not to be stupid no it's just for you to be a safe operator for you to be knowledgeable and for you to be um confident in your ability to operate what you have that's what trainers want that's what all trainers should want uh, we have reviews of ourselves you can check out our reviews um we don't put a lot of things out like i don't make a bunch of videos showing you basics and other things like that for a couple of reasons one, you need to come to class because looking at what I'm doing, you might not be doing it right, but you might think you are. I can help you out there. And another thing is opening myself up and Sean up for critiques from the idiots that like to make themselves feel better from mommy's basement. Oh, yeah. We've had those. We've had a lot of those. We have people that don't understand what a drill is, but they jump right into it and say what you should and shouldn't be doing. Like the genius that said, we should have a timer out when we're practicing malfunction drills. Well, what's there to time? Clear the malfunction and get the gun working again. There's no reason for a timer in that. But, you know, this guy couldn't wait to, you know, <clears throat> get out there and pop off at the mouth. Or someone else that has gone through a training class, but they've drank so much of this dude's Kool-Aid that they can't see the forest for the trees. So if you're not doing it like their trainer did it, it's wrong. I'm like, there's a lot of trainers and there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And maybe that worked for you and it might not work for someone else. So my whole thing is training can be multi-level. You can train for different things. You can train like the apple seed and, and train for fundamental marksmanship or precision shooting. You can train for tactical shooting. You can train for self-defense. Um, you can train for things like the Minuteman Challenge that are just it's skill based and, and you can do a lot of different things. Training covers many things. It's not just one thing and there's more than one way to do any given thing. Period. So don't bind the do or die my way of the highway mentality of anyone. Because that's right, so here here's the other thing. How do you great. define training, Tony? Tell me you're going to ask me what real words are. Yeah. I, I define training as 
learning or practice, learning a skill set, like learning a skill set from a trainer. That's okay. how I just, I, it's not practice. It, it's like learning things that I can practice later. Learning what to practice and I'm learning how to do it. That's, that's what I consider training. And having guidance there, I think is, is a big part of it. And that's one of the things I'm really big on. And that's why I got into this in the first place because I like doing that part of it. Right. So for example, when NRA changed the way they were doing some of their first steps courses, that there wasn't going to be as much uh, instructor involvement, that it was all being done online. And then you, you were going to come to an instructor and the instructor is basically going to certify you that you learned what the video taught you or the, the online training taught you in their, their blended learning program. I went, yeah, that's, that's not why I got into this. I want to do all that hands-on stuff. I want to, you know, I want to work with you from start to finish. And when you're done, see that you've progressed and, and walk you through that and also give you the opportunity that if you don't understand something, you can ask for clarification or we can make a minor adjustment that, you know, maybe, maybe the way the book says to do it isn't quite working. So if we make this little tweak, that'll work better for you. That kind of instructor involvement is, is a big part of it for me. And it's one of the things I enjoy most about being an instructor. It also gave us the confidence that you understood the material that you were taught. And um, yeah. they were kind of the, the way the NRA did things. You'd show up feeling you had all that locked down. And we'd have to still invest the time to find out if you really, our classes didn't get any shorter no. because we still want to know that, you know, the material and we went over it multiple times. So it didn't make our classes any shorter, but the way the NRA said it, they should be, we should be charging less because they've already paid the NRA once. <laughs> and it was like, well, no, no. Our, so we, we stepped off from doing those classes. And we still base our stuff on the fundamentals of safety, firearm safety, regardless of whether it's the NRA's curricula or not. We, we just make sure all the bases are understood completely. And then when they changed up, we went back. <laughs> right. When they dropped some of that silliness, we went back because for basic understanding of firearms uses and manipulation, the NRA basic program is a good foundation for everyone to learn, just so everyone's on the same page. Doesn't make you an expert in any way whatsoever. It doesn't make you ready to hold off the zombie hordes at all. <laughs> but what it does is teach you the fundamentals of safety and marksmanship. And there's a bunch of good programs out there, right? Boy Scouts has a program. Um, 4-H has a program. They're all, they're all good. There's a bunch of, you know, different ways of, of approaching this, like you said earlier. But again, it, it, none of them are saying we'll sit and watch this video at home for eight hours and then you're going to be able to do it. You know, and <laughs> in the words of Mr. Miyagi, you can't learn karate from a book. And to paraphrase that, you can't learn to shoot from a video. Exactly. So that was training concepts. Just putting it out there, guys. Uh, what is training? What we do for training and what you should expect from training. All right. We're going to come back with gun culture. Cool, man. Crudo knives when what you carry matters. My co-host, Sean, 
turned us all on to Kudo Knives doing the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania earlier this year. I've heard nothing but good things from our friends about these knives. I've been testing the Krona for review and the fit, finish, clearances, and tolerances show the quality of this knife. These knives are designed in America and made overseas of quality steel. They are not sold until the Crudos themselves check each knife to make sure they measure up to their expectations. Looking to buy a solid knife at a good price? Buy a Crudo. Visit blackbagresources.com and get yours today. Hey, welcome back. Episode 39, Gun Culture. Name of this episode is Don't Be Stupid. And Gun Culture is talking about more of the same. What I'm talking about this time is um, what the NRAILA has been doing for the last uh, month, maybe. It is uh, posting memes of our anti-gun people like uh, Bloomberg. Uh, what they posted was a meme of a uh, former New York City mayor and gun prohibitionist, Mike Bloomberg. And in it, he's quoted as saying, if you want to have a gun in your house, I think you're stupid, particularly if you have kids. But I guess you have the right to do that. And then they have the other one that's uh, from our good buddy, Dianne Fein, Senator Diane Feinstein, who's as anti-gun as they come. Is Again, anti-you owning a gun. Uh, yeah. Banning guns addresses a fundamental right of all Americans to feel safe. Now, the reason I say don't be stupid about this is the knee-jerk reaction and then running with it and using that as the only quote and then having your friends that are either unaware or anti-gun themselves go, oh, that's just one thing. It could have been taken out of context. You know, if, if you talk to people that actually want to have a discussion, they can poo-poo that. What you don't understand is the history these two people have at wanting to take your rights away. At the stupid things Bloomberg has said over the years, uh, the fact that he's donated and dedicated $50 million to get behind things like Moms Demand, which is an organization he funds, uh, an organization like Mayors Against Illegal Guns or some silly crap like that, which he actually had to change the name to every town because so many of his mayors ended up getting convicted and going to jail, including Trenton, New Jersey's own wonderful Tony Mack, who is probably still doing federal time. Um, it was just a collection of scumbags taking money to crap all over your rights. So he had to change the name to every town for gun safety. These are effed up people who have a long history of doing things like stealing your rights. But when the NRA puts this up as a little cute soundbite and a meme, don't look at that as the beginning and the end. Look into these people. So when you have discussions and they try to talk their way around it, you won't sound stupid. You'll actually be educated on Diane Feinstein and her clips where she talks about if I could have gotten Americans to give all their firearms up in the 90s, I would have. Mr. and Miss America, give it up. I mean, that's stuff you could easily... Turn them all in. Turn them all in, yep. And, and that's what she wants, and that's the end game. And when you know what they say, and when you know what they've done, 
they can't hide behind it and neither can your friends that are either because they heard their favorite broadcaster like Anderson Cooper or another talking head say they aren't coming for your guns. You can just quote them the history or tell them where to find it quickly on YouTube or Google it and see for themselves what they, what the people said in context. And it just jumps out the window. Like, uh, when this Dorcas Bloomberg was talking, what, in front of the Alpine Club or something like the Aspen Club in Colorado, when he says that blacks, black males or black and Hispanic males uh, of a certain age are the majority of the people that commit certain crimes, certain violent crimes. So we need to disarm that entire population of black and Hispanic males. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's the percentage of black and Hispanic males that actually commit? And that sucked. <laughs> uh, crash psychology. Yeah, talking about Bloomberg. Anyway, yeah, Bloomberg and the Aspen Club just just made some stupid comments about taking blacks' rights away and Hispanics, young Hispanic men's right right to own a firearm away because certain ones are guilty of committing violent crime. So he wants to disarm an entire segment of the population because some people that look like them commit crimes. And it's weird. Like <laughs> ridiculous. Isn't that the textbook definition of racism? Yeah. Yeah, but everybody's all cool with it because it's a gun thing. Right. No one runs with it. It's ridiculous. Um it's blatantly racist. But this is also the guy that had the whole stop and first thing going, and he was cool. But my, which people go, well, if you're not guilty of anything, um, I'm a guy that got pulled over seven times in one night in North Carolina, coming from my second job, reporting back to base so I could go to sleep to wake up for my first job on the Marine Corps base. I didn't do anything wrong. I had nothing illegal going on. I have no idea what the explanation is. But I know one thing, I was really tired and I just finished working my second full-time job. And to have to deal with that on a daily basis because you fit some profile, just because someone can slow your day down like that is ridiculous, especially if it's only based on your skin color. Like I was doing nothing suspicious but driving home at the speed limit. Seven times in one town. It was Jacksonville, North Carolina. It's not like it was a huge burg. <laughs> it wasn't New York City. But I'm just saying it's ridiculous. Uh, Mike Bloomberg proves the racism behind gun control laws continually, almost every time he opens his mouth. All right. That's that. That's gun culture. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> slide in the shout Shout outs and give a shout out to Dan Ingram of New Jersey Concealment Furniture. Nice. Um, I have no idea if we've done it before, and I really don't care if we did. Um, Dan is the owner of New Jersey Concealment Furniture, but he's also an avid Second Amendment advocate. Um, always out there, always putting in work, um, always coming up with cool things. He's the one that created this wheel of freedom that we're, we're going to give away when we get, what, 25 people, you mm -hmm. said? 
25 uh, followers on Patreon of $5 and above. It's awesome. I was to make a video of it today before I went to the Minuteman Challenge, but I got called in for an emergency to my regular job, so I didn't get to make it. <clears throat> so hopefully I'll be able to make one and post it this week or next week just to let you guys know what it is. It's pretty cool. Wheel of Freedom has a lot of firearms company stuff on it. But Dan is always doing stuff like that, always reaching out and helping out the Second Amendment community. He's one of those businesses that puts up and puts it out there that he's a Second Amendment advocate and he's just not in the industry to make money off of firearms owners. He's a stand-up guy. And he's been actively involved in the community for a long time, way before you and I oh, yeah. woke up and, and got involved. And it's really funny because uh, <laughs> I met Dan. He was stuffing envelopes for a recall effort for another organization at Gun for Hire as I was setting up for a diversity shoot. Roamed on in and said, hey, I heard about you and what you do. I'd like to check it out. And pretty much showed up at a quite a few of them and supported us the entire time with swag and giveaway items. Um, and raffle items. So awesome, dude. Just want to give a shout out to Dan. Uh, the funny thing is he'll never hear this because he only listens to music in his shop. <laughs> <laughs> he only plays music in his shop and he doesn't listen to podcasts. So, hey, order something from Dan and tell him you heard him from here. Check out his uh, website. It's what? NewJerseyConcealment.co now? NJConceal.co. All right. It is really worth checking out some of his uh, products, which is like concealment furniture that you can conceal a lot of things in. But it's quality quality stuff. A lot better than some other companies. And definitely a, a, a lot better than, you know, you hollowing something out and sticking a gun in it. Yeah, and I, I know I've said this probably a thousand times, and I don't know if I've said it on this program, but the the thing about Dan is he was a master carpenter long before he started making concealment furniture. He's not just a gun guy who was like, Oh, I'm going to get some balsa wood and bubble gum and, and put together a coffee table. Dan was a master carpenter has done cabinetry has done, you name it. He's done everything uh, in, in construction and carpentry. He's just done everything. So his furniture is incredible. It should probably be priced at about twice of what he sells his stuff for. So uh, while it's not cheap, it's also really, really good quality. So you're, there's, there's a lot more value than the price tag reflects. Um, yeah. All right. I've got a bunch of his stuff. So <laughs> I'm right. also a customer. <laughs> yeah, he even made a gift or something for me. Um, can't wait to put it up in my new place when we finally move <laughs> because that's when it's happening. Hey, uh, yeah. let's go ahead and go on what's next. What's next is the, uh, well, actually what's next is, uh, NRA carry guard that's coming up September 13th, fourth, excuse me, September 14th, 15th and 16th, I believe in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, that's NRA carry guard. They're going to have lots of seminars. Lots of manufacturers are going to be there. And it's going to be held in Richmond, Virginia on September 22nd, New Jersey SafeCon, our Second Amendment conference here in Jersey. It's going to be held in Gloucester County Community College. 
Oh, uh, yeah. And it's going to be worth going to. Uh, what is it? NJSafeCon.net? I believe so, yeah. You can purchase tickets to it if you live in Jersey, especially South Jersey. There's no reason for you not to come out for this. It's really worth going to. It's on September 22nd, which is a Saturday, I believe. Yep. Yep. So it's, it's awesome. It's going to be awesome. There, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite because the, the Second Amendment uh, Firearms Education Conference brings in a lot of people uh, that you have an opportunity to meet face-to-face. So last year, ANJRPC was there. CNJFO was there. Representatives from all these organizations, uh, different program politicians, uh, firearms attorneys like Evan Knappen and a couple other guys were there. Schmutter. Um, yeah, Daniel Schmutter, who is brilliant. Uh, and you have access to all these people. You can kind of get them on the side and, and chit-chat and hit them with your questions or or get their opinion on stuff. It's it's really neat. Um, All right. um, no, unfortunately, they've got some dweeb emceeing the event, but I'm sure it'll be a good time anyway. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, Sean. I mean, you 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 did it last year, and if you do it this year, understand mediocrity is his own reward. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's someone that can do a worse job. Uh, what else? Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, the On Fire Tour. Uh, that's Daryl Brooks. Uh, Daryl M. Brooks is going to be doing the On Fire Tour. He's going to be speaking at the Trenton Annex building. So go ahead and Google that. Find out about Daryl M. Brooks and all the speakers he's going to have because I checked it out and it was like a list. It looked like 20 speakers. I mean, it was long. I'm like, maybe I should type this in our show notes. Nope. Uh, if you want to check out Daryl M. Brooks, check it out on the On Fire Tour. If you have Facebook, check him out on that. And uh, check out, just Google him and see what you can find out about it. It's worth going to. That's also on September 22nd. So if you can't get to South Jersey, you can drop off in Central Jersey and Trenton and make our voices heard and show a presence there. To support us. Help us out. Help us keep this going because I definitely need it because I need an infusion of money after this trip down to Richmond. Um, you can go to our GoFundMe. The second is for everyone and help us out there and make a donation there. Anything is helpful building up this war chest so we can continue the paperwork and all the processing of becoming a 501c3. Really appreciate that. Help us out so we can grow. All right. If you want to do that, if you want to support this program, you can donate to Patreon. Go to patreon.com. The second is for everyone. Again, second is for everyone podcast. You can donate there. All donations of $5 and above uh, makes you eligible for drawings of things we're going to give away. Uh, right now, at the 15 giveaway, which we've already achieved, we're going to have serialized limited edition knives from Car Arms that are also going to have our serial number on it. It's going to have our serial number on it and our logo. And a letter from me thanking you for supporting us. The knife itself, uh, if you buy it from Car Arms site, is like $99. It's the Spydeco Delica 4, but it's the Car Arms Special Edition. That's what we're going to have offering out there. When we get to 25 people, we're going to have the Wheel of Freedom. I also have other things and knives and gear lined up. I can't wait for the Crudo knife to come up, which is going to get materialized. It's going to have a box that the knife comes in that's also signed by the owner of the company and the designer of the knife. And also, we'll probably throw in the book, the Knife Digest book with Crudo in it that he signed also for you guys. So that's what we're doing. 
everything's going to be special edition and things you cannot buy just because you have the money. That's the kind of things we're going to give away to our patrons. Uh, again, $5 and above a month gets you in those selections. All right. And then if you want to buy one of our shirts and support us that way, 1022clothing.us. Why 10? <laughs> why 1022? Because I wanted to get clothes big enough for the larger tactical dude. And we're usually twice the size of anything for sale on 511. So 1022 clothing.us you can purchase our shirts um uh and that money helps us keep doing what we do and it's unique and it's pretty cool so please help us out that's the way to do it um anything else sean that we got to talk about going over this that's it for now i like isn't that enough yeah it's been a long haven't, haven't we taken enough of these kind people's time <laughs> i think we've taken up enough of our time we've been hanging out all day we did the minute man challenge and then we came home and now we're doing this <sighs> yeah i'm tired of you too it never stops <laughs> i can't yeah <laughs> i'm tired of you too uh, new phone who it is no, no crap all right sir hey go ahead and check us out of here what you got to say brother I, I like apples. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>